we have our first glimpse, our first unboxing. Multiple unboxing videos, actually. I mean, they're very kind of uh, utilitarian to the point. I know you were watching them. You're like, come on, man. Take that thing off the screen. Mm-hmm. Turn on the phone. Where's the sex appeal? S- snap a photo. Whoa, easy, Well, <laughs> Try and sneak that in there. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. But, uh, uh, you know, I get the feeling from these videos that they kind of exist. Uh, these people, are, they want to get it over with. They just want to get the most basic unboxing video out there. So we have the first clip that was uploaded. I mean, they started on Twitter. Then Ben uh, Geskin uploaded them to YouTube. So they're sort of vertical videos here. The first video, that is the graphite color option. And, of course, we can see the finish and the materials and the, you know, metal and things like this. Mm Mm-hmm. Important to note, it's a, a different material on the pro models than it is on the non-pro models. Hmm. And you can kind of appreciate it here as you see the uh, the shininess of the surgical grade stainless steel and yes. the matte finish on the back. So that's a regular, that's a standard size model. Sticker on the front, which is never removed in this quick unboxing video either. Not sure if they're, you know, someone's trying to pr- protect their identity or the identity of the individual device. And then if you scroll down to the next upload, it is the iPhone 12 regular version in the vibrant blue, uh, more vibrant than the Pro model. But the construction here, uh, aluminum, as you're aware, this is the cheaper model of the two. It's very similar unboxing, except in this video, the device is actually powered up. Hmm. And you can see the Apple logo through kind of frustratingly through yes. the uh, the sticker on the front. Now, this individual has a stack of iPhones there as well. So that's uh, equally exciting. You can see the new box and the much thinner design of the box and the fact that you got nothing in the box except for the, uh, the charger, the mm-hmm. uh, Lightning to USB Type-C charger. And you're probably going to want a charger, your very own charger to go with it because chances are if you're on a previous generation iPhone, uh, if it's old enough, you're not going to have the Type-C connector on there. Or I mean, maybe you're going to get the mag, the magnetic, the MagSafe charger, which I've got a video coming out. I don't know when you're watching this. Maybe the video's already out. You should go check the video. Yes. When you're watching this show right here, you can go see. I, I did a, a video on all the official first-party iPhone cases. I did a video on the new MagSafe charger and how it works not just with the brand new iPhones, but also the old iPhones and any device supporting the Qi standard. Mm-hmm. I even charge a Pixel on it. Oh, really? Yeah. What about the Apple Watch? I did not attempt the Apple Watch, okay. but it doesn't work on there, right? No, it doesn't. They have another charger for that, mm-hmm. which is the folding thing. Uh, the iPhone 12 lineup, the MagSafe charger is compatible with the iPhone all the way to the iPhone 8. Qi standard, as, as I said. However... It's limited to 7.5 watts on older iPhones compared to 15 watts on the iPhone 12 models. So go check out those videos on Unbox Therapy if you're curious. And of course, we're going to have our own unboxing videos. It'll be uh, much like these unboxing videos, maybe a little more detail in there. I'm talking about the iPhone 12. Yeah. And according to you, that may be sooner than later. Hopefully. Show's called Lou Later, but mm. maybe... It's going to be sooner than later with the iPhone 12 unboxing, so keep it locked, mm-hmm. as I'm sure you're already doing. Sponsor for today's episode, 
is Hawthorne. This is uh, this is you becoming your best self. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this is uh, for the dudes out there, for the pals that need to upgrade their uh, appeal. Yeah. You know, you got to take care of yourself. Well, mm-hmm. in 2020, you got to take care of yourself. It's mm-hmm. an expectation. And also, you know what? You deserve it. You should smell nice. You should feel nice. You should be nice. <laughs> yes. That's my, own, uh, that's, my, <laughs> that's my own tagline right there. This is crazy. Okay, so you go to this website and you start the whole experience by taking a quiz to figure out which products are going to be best for you. They tailor the whole thing. The whole experience is tailored to your taste buds. Well, you're not going to eat the stuff, but your uh, favorite uh, flavors of uh, self-care uh, products, uh-huh. including, you know, the soaps and the shampoos and the smells and the deodorants and all of it. Mm-hmm. And you answer these things, what type of hair do you have, if you got any at all? They, you talk about uh, how often you shower, if your skin gets dry easily, uh, uh, what type of deodorant scent you might be into, or which direction you might be more in your age. It's wild. And then yep. it spits out uh, uh, essentially a, a care package of all of your best items that are going to take care of you and keep you smelling good and looking good. Mm-hmm. And, oh, the sweating part as well, and the B.O., it's asking you how, how much you sweat and how bad you smell because Isn't you might need painful? different products depending. Yeah. So anyway, it's a tailored, it's a premium tailored experience asking you questions such as what's your favorite drink? How do you like to spend a night out? If you smoke or not? Uh, the quiz is it's a fun thing to do and it's a surprising to find out uh, which products are suggested for you. Uh you can upgrade your own personal self-care routine in this fun, convenient way. All you got to do is start with the quiz today. You will get your very own personalized care routine. You go to hawthorne.co and use the promo code LULATER to get 10% off your first purchase. That's H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E dot C-O. Promo code LULATER, hawthorne.com. Promo code Lou later. You can also check the link in the description. Remember the promo code. You get 10% off. And they know that we sent you, so it supports the show as well. Uh, you, you've upgraded all kinds of things by watching this show here. It's time to upgrade the care routine as well, just like Willie do. Because mm-hmm. I can smell you from here. You smell fantastic. Yes. Sir. Apple's first day pre-orders for iPhone 12 surpassed the iPhone 11, says top analyst. You know, people were worried. They were concerned. He said, global pandemic. Mm-hmm. The people that were out there, they said, lockdown. The analysts were out there. They said, no one wants your pricey phone. Tim, get out of my face. Tim mm-hmm. said, oh, really? Is that so? Yeah, Tim said, I, I take that challenge. Tim yeah. said, you didn't see my surgical stainless steel. Mm. Then he brought it. And he did the presentation, and it was Apple Park and the moving cameras. And you know what the people did, Willie Do? They they click add to cart. That's what they did. Yep. They saw the surgical grade. They click add to cart. And no, it seemed it seemed nothing could nothing could stop Apple. It's a juggernaut in the space. Mm-hmm. It's a whole uh, well, they call it an ecosystem, don't they? And magnets. Magnets. 
they went on good morning america didn't they Mm -hmm. and they put they slapped the wallet on didn't they (laughs) yeah and the uh the one news anchor said hmm i kind of like that and you know what happened after that add to car yeah okay so I'm not surprised. Uh, honestly, uh, I, I watched the presentation. Well done presentation. I started to think about it. I started to hear about it. I looked at the accessories. I saw the package deal. And uh, I thought to myself, you know, a few people are going to order that. People are looking for ways to lift themselves up a little bit. You know, quarantine. <laughs> and as apprehensive as people have been around the premium price tags, Apple also brought some slightly less expensive options. Mm-hmm. Right, they brought this mini option. What six ninety nine? Yeah, and so they have some options out there. Even though it looks like uh, it's mostly the regular iPhone twelve here, this is coming via Ming Chi Kuo. By the way, he said Apple sold up to two million iPhone twelve models in the first twenty four hours. Pre orders up from eight hundred thousand units of the iPhone eleven same period last year. And this is also the piece. I mean, we got to be clear here. A lot of this action is in China, hmm. and China wasn't so hot on the iPhone eleven. Because in China, it's 5G galore. Mm. You can't walk out of the house without 5G. Yeah. You can't take a shower without 5G. Yeah. You can't eat your breakfast cereal without 5G. Mm-hmm. And so they were lacking it. The iPhone fans, the Apple fans in China, they were lacking it. So they had to go look for other brands because they're, they're scrolling the du yen over there. And they yeah. needed to load up real fast. Mm-hmm. And once you had the 5G option, they were demanding it. They were looking for it, and they didn't have it with the iPhone up until now. So maybe they were holding off because Ming-Chi over here, he's saying that he believes the majority of the growth happened over there. I think there's actually a percentage in here. He's, uh, he believes, Quo said, China represented 35% to 45% of iPhone Pro demand. They want the pro model as well. They want the better cameras as well over there. Hmm. Believe that. Demand for iPhone 12 mini, on the other hand, the small one, and iPhone 12 Pro Max, the biggest one, they don't go on sale till next month, and he believes that the demand is going to be weaker for those models. Hmm. Could it be a timing thing? Could the, you know, the staggered approach? You don't get to participate all the hype. You mm-hmm. don't get to slap a wallet ASAP. Mm-hmm. People want to slap a wallet ASAP. Oh, yeah. Don't I ask me do. why. The other problem with the Mini and the Chinese market is it's not going to have support for the dual SIM card setup, which so many people prefer to have over there mm-hmm. and in other parts of the world. Not as big of a deal here in North America, but worth uh, considering, especially if you're in Asia. So shipping times as a result of this increased demand have slipped a little bit on the site. And uh, and also there's the fact that people are keep or that apple is keeping around the previous generation with a price cut so that is uh, having some sort of an impact as well but uh apple is back apple is back in china Mm. right if the pro demand is up to 45 percent, according to him that's huge Mm -hmm. in terms of the bottom line because that's a more expensive model as well but either way total numbers two million units compared to eight hundred thousand units for the same model last year i'd say if you're tim and you double up in a year He's a happy Tim. You might have yourself a cappuccino. You may you may upgrade from just a regular coffee to a cappuccino. Oh, fancy with it. Okay. Yeah, if you're Tim. Yeah. I'm just saying. So shout out to the iPhone. People still buying it. Uh, next one, I've got a nice little buyer's guide here from Mac Rumors. iPhone 12 versus iPhone 12 Pro. 
And the reason I put this in here today is because the presentation was actually a bit confusing. Hmm. Or maybe not confusing, but a bit lacking in terms of fully articulating the difference between a pro model or maybe even the pro max and the pro model, but or just the regular pro and the non-pro model. People were, what can I do? Dolby Vision, 60 FPS, 30 FPS. Where am I getting what? Yeah. What am I buying? I'm trying to pre-order. They told me to pre-order. Tell me what I'm getting. And it's a big purchase for people. Mm -hmm. So you got to appreciate that. Well, we have just, let's just put it in a chart. Hi, we're Mac rumors. Why don't we just put it in a chart? Yeah. Which is, uh, of course, exactly what they did. Similarities, the similarity list comes first. 6.1 inch display, obviously. Super Retina, XDR, we got it, HDR. A14 is the same. Sub six gigahertz for 5G. And, the, and then, of course, millimeter wave in the U.S., uh, 12 megapixel ultra-wide and wide cameras. Face ID is there for all of them. Same battery life, ceramic shield, blah, 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 blah. They have a lot in common. Let's get to the differences. The XDR display on the Pro model, 800 nits versus 625. Hmm. Big nit guy, will it do? Hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I got nothing to say. It's I mean, that's impressive. a spec. that's a spec that people would want to know, but again, in the presentation... They don't necessarily call it out like that. Mm -hmm. Aerospace grade aluminum, non-pro, surgical grade stainless pro. Okay, hmm. you probably need surgical, Will. I don't know. Definitely. See? Of course, you know you get the telephoto camera, which is not on the regular. I mean, that's an obvious one. You see it. You're also getting dual optical image stabilization. You go pro mode. Dolby Vision HDR, you get 60 frames on... The Pro model, only 30 frames on the non-Pro. You also get Apple Pro Raw and Night Mode on the Pro. Well, we know that. They made a big deal of that in the presentation. The LiDAR scanner, they also made a big deal of. The storage options are different. The color options are different. That's another obvious one. Then the RAM, of course, which uh, is important to some people. The spec chasers. Six gigs on the iPhone 12 Pro. Four gigs on the regular iPhone 12. So those are your key differences. Now, seeing those key differences, Will. Uh, oh, by the way, before I ask you this question, the Pro Max also adds wider optical. It adds the sensor shift technology for image stabilization. And the telephoto lens has a larger aperture and there's a slightly better battery life. It, but the, the, I'm talking Pro Max. Yeah, the, the top of the line. So there's a difference every single way now. It's tough. Mm -hmm. Figure out what you need. What's the prices again for the iPhone 12 and the iPhone 12 Pro? That's $999, $1099, right? Okay, $100. $799 start, $999 start. No, $699. Well, that's the mini. I'm comparing oh. to the regular 12. Right, right, okay. $799, $999, $1099. So $200 difference. That's right. Between the 12 and the 12 Pro. I mean, two, I, two bills. Look what you get for two it, bills. Uh, don't lie to me, Will. I, Tell I me what you're doing. I don't mind with the 12, just the regular 12. You saved the two bills. I mean, yeah, is it really that? You order up some DoorDash, don't you? Yes. Yeah, you save Shout the two bills. DoorDash. You order up some DoorDash. I don't mind the nits, the lower nits, even though I'm a nits guy, apparently. Right. Um, right. 625 is fine for you. Wow. Look at the look RAM at this. might make a difference. And the camera, but I mean, you save two hundred bucks. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, with the aerospace grade aluminum, you may have a lighter phone too. I bet you that Pro model is going to be 
hefty hmm. surgical grade. Is it more robust? The, sur- of the surgical one? Yeah, of course. Surgical. You could do. You could have. You could do a. What can you do with it? Then? Well, you can carry out a full surgery. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It folds out into like a table. Yeah, you could carry out a full surgery. Yeah. You guys let me know down in the comments. Pro, no pro, two bills. Uh, a very nice comparison there. Mac mm-hmm. rumors. Uh, this is a cool one, Will. Hmm. Apple prepares safe iPhone launch season with express pickup locations and store reopenings. Uh, you know I'm a sucker for an infograph. Yeah. Did you like know that? that? Uh, do you check, check out the graph if you scroll down? This is a beauty. I mean, if this doesn't get you going, I don't know what does. Look at that. This is the reopening process of Apple stores worldwide. It's crazy stuff. Huh. Like, who's doing yeah, who, this? Who, is, uh, impressive. Who's putting that together? And with the colors? It's crazy, man. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, uh, we've got a lot of them open. 476. Closed. It's still 34. But in the meantime, they're also working on these express pickup locations. They're almost like vending machines for Apple products. If you scroll mm. back up, you catch a glimpse at it, you wait in the line, there's masks everywhere, you go up to the window, I need an iPhone real quick, no problemo. Mm. And they put the sign there as well, thank you for visiting, but keep your mask on, sanitize those paws, keep your distance, take it easy. Now, uh, they're rolling these out to 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 in- even increase safety beyond the typical store locations because no one's going inside the physical premises. You can see that this express location looks to be on the front edge of an actual store, which might be behind it. Mm. So the employees, they keep a smaller bubble. They just bring the stuff to the front. Plus, with the uh, how, how they're trying to make the pickup process, because I had this experience. Yes. Yeah, I was getting the cases. cases this weekend. For this weekend, oh. I had this experience. And so I show up, I roll up, you know, I've got the pickup time slot, 6.15, I need these cases. Yeah. Real quick. And I'm curious about the experience. And so are you. I got the mask on. I'm ready to go. Mm. You know? I'm ready to go. You're ready to go. I'm ready to go. Don't you, don't you know? Yeah. And I get up to the front and the guy, guy says, hey, how can, I, how can I help you? And I say, okay, I got the pickup. Here's the name. They ask for the ID. I show the ID and he sends me to a security guard who's loaded with the thermometer. Oh, He's loaded with the thermometer. He's been waiting for me. And he's got the list of things. Did you exit the country? Are you, how are you breathing? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Then he hits me with the thermometer and he says, okay, fine. You're good to go. At which point they, give, they assign me a dot, a single dot in the store. Mm. And they say, you're going to stand right there, sir. Yeah. All Don't right? move. Don't you ever move. That's right. Yeah. There's a sniper in the background. Uh-huh. So I'm standing on his dot, then the guy rolls out with the bag, and he says, you, sir, look excited for the iPhone 12, because it's all the cases, every single one of each color. Yeah. For the, and I said, yes, absolutely, that's correct. Although he could have just looked at my name and realized what was going on. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I thought they were smooth and calculated, and they nailed it, mm-hmm. because I didn't feel at any point close to anybody or anything. Mm-hmm. And, and, and actually, you get a sense of security. I guess you know they tap, they tap everybody on the way in. Yeah, yeah. But... I mean, it's a weird experience. Obviously, I've been getting everything ordered to the door. Yeah. But in this case, I needed it faster than that. And it, it felt, uh, well, they're taking it very serious. So they're going to do these express stores to take it even more serious. Uh, 90% of Apple's 271 U.S. stores have reopened. Uh, 14 locations outside the U.S. All but 14 locations outside the U.S. have reserved, uh, resumed their service as well. So anyway, they're going to try to allow for some 
holiday shopping to continue through the Express storefronts and their stores, which have opened back up. You can check the list of Apple stores with Express storefronts. I mean, it's all over the states. Alabama, Delaware, Florida, Kentucky, Nebraska, North Carolina, et cetera, et cetera. Actually, Apple Square One, Will, oh, okay. in your hometown, is uh, also going to be doing the Express oh. version. Nice. That's because you got the peel. You got out. the peel lockdown going on. Hmm. So oh, maybe that's a new store. Is it? Usually it's in. Yeah, before it was inside the store. No, that's Highland Village. That's a different store, isn't it? Yeah, that's just. Is it? That's not correlated to the. Oh. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I know that's not correlated. Well. Never mind. But anyway, keep it together as well. Yeah. On the show here. Very, well, I'm trying. Very serious show, so keep it together. I know those nits got you excited a moment ago. I don't even know where I am. Yeah, you got to pull it back together. Uh, I'm sure you saw this leak. This was all over Twitter and the internet. Samsung Galaxy S21 Ultra and regular S21. Holy camera! Hmm. It's camera time. Hammer time. What is that? Hammer time. Camera Both. time. Yeah. 17 cameras. This was going to happen. No, I mean, it looks it looks still like four on that render, but With it's just flash. huge. The camera cutout curves around the whole thing. It's a big show-off right now, man. If you're mm -hmm. serious about smartphones and you don't have a giant camera module, you're not serious about smartphones. Mm. People, they're going to dismiss you. Yeah. So that's just the way it is in 2020. One thing I like, look how tiny the front-facing camera is. It's actually like a pinhole. Mm. It is tiny. It's all screen on there. Mm -hmm. And apparently, according to these uh, these leaks, the next model, Ultra model, is still going to have that enormous display somewhere between 6.7, 6.9. But the physical dimensions are going to shrink because Samsung, they just pull that display. I mean, it's barely any bezel anymore at all. Yeah, even the bottom bezel. It's crazy. Yeah. So one interesting thing, there's a bit more curvature to the end of the display, the edge of the display on the Ultra model compared to the standard model, which is going to be a little bit more flat because there will, of course, be more than one. You're currently using the S20, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you see the difference when you go up to the Ultra. Yep. That thing's a tank, the current version, so anything they can do to trim it. And if you look at that render there, look at how it's bulging out. That's a huge camera. Oh, this thing? Yeah. Yeah. That's and a it's beast. really like uh, it's tied to the corner. It's a very unique edge. implementation. I'm curious, of course, to see it in the flesh in real life. This is the closest we're going to get at the moment. The uh, the other things coming out of this uh, this particular leak is that the potential for it to have two zoom lenses hidden in there, which is part of the reason for the extra depth, a 3x and a 10x zoom. So never mind all the hybrids. Just two. Just there's your 10x. There's your 3x. All optical all day. So these are these things are, you know, it's getting carried away. Yeah, it's a bit much. But hey, people got to take their photos. Well, you know, the, the thing about it, Will, you're trying to sell a person a very premium smartphone and you're trying to convince them that they it's time for them to ditch their old one. It's hard. It's hard unless you're Apple. It's hard. Yes. Every time. And you can't just change the color, the design. You can't just uh, stretch the screen. It has to feel like there's something, some new component there. Mm -hmm. And the cameras have sort of become that thing for you to say, look, here's what you got. You got, not only you have better cameras, you have more cameras. And a person says, all right, fine. Yeah. You and got it's me. not a bad look as well. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's a personal <laughs> preference. It's a personal preference thing. It depends how thick it is. Of course, the regular S21 will exist for people who don't want the thickness. But for those that want super ultra mode and are proud of it, you have that option. And I really like the front of the device. The front of the device, if that pinhole front-facing camera is actually that small and the screen-to-body ratio is that, it's going to be pretty compelling mm -hmm. to look at. So uh, we will have to wait and see, but there's a glimpse at it. Xiaomi wireless charger can fill 4,000 milliamp hour battery in under 20 minutes. 80 watt wireless charger. Mm. 80 watt wireless charger. Mm. It's even faster than most wired chargers. Let me break this down for you, Raina. They showed off a little video here. And uh, of course, they're showing off because Apple just introduced a 15 watt wireless charger. Like 15, yo, check our 80. But of course, they did have to show it off on a modified device. It's maybe not prime time mode yet, but you know, I love seeing these. I love seeing the recharge go up in real time like that with the number doing that. Mm -hmm. Gets me going every time. Zero to 50% charge, 4,000 milliamp hour battery on a modified Mi 10 Pro. Eight minutes. Eight minutes to 50. And then 19 minutes to 100. It beats any other wireless system and even most wired charging systems, right? 80 mm. watts, Will. Mm. Do you remember we're talking 65 watts on the wire? Mm -hmm. No, no, no. We're talking 80 on the wireless. Yeah. They're they're always experimenting with this stuff. It's so impressing. It's crazy, impressive. man. Yeah. Getting carried away with it. Currently, the fastest option in the U.S. on the OnePlus 8 Pro is a 30-watt wireless charger. That's the wireless charger I have sitting right over there. Yeah. And that's a $70 option. Takes 29 minutes to get the phone to 50%. We switch, Let's just switch that to 8. Now, I get it. It's, a, it's not the retail unit Mi 10. Uh, was it, it was the Mi 10, right? Mi 10, uh, yeah, oh, Mi 10, Mi 10 Pro. Pro. It's not a retail unit of the Mi 10 Pro, so they modified in some way probably for cooling or something, but this is on the horizon. This is very soon. This is some, it's a frantic pace. Mm-hmm. 50% in eight minutes. Eight minutes, you need, like, that's you take, go take a shower. Your phone is dead. Put it on, take a shower, go for the whole day. Mm -hmm. Lovely stuff, man. If they can do that for wireless charging, I'm... I'm Lovely in. stuff. No? Soon. Very soon. Lovely stuff or no, Will? Yes, definitely. But, but lovely? <laughs> yes. Exactly. Sony is still making news about the PlayStation 5. People, they loved the teardown video, Will. Mm -hmm. People, what is it, 10 million views? I don't know. It's got to be close. Mm. Great video. Showing off the components, sitting there with the engineer. What a time. Mm -hmm. Well, people, they didn't. They had questions because they're like, we don't normally look inside of these things. We're, you don't normally let us in there like that. Yeah. So now we're going to ask you questions. That's a huge fan, sir. Mm -hmm. What can I do with this huge fan, sir? Yeah. And so... What you got was actually an answer. Oh, okay. This fan is going to be quite intelligent. It's going to be quite intelligent because it's going to tap in to the PS5's accelerated processing unit, also known as APU, the custom AMD combined CPU GPU chip that powers the console. And what is going to happen over time, Willie Do, is your fan's going to get better. That doesn't normally happen. And the way it's going to do that is by optimizing its performance optimizing its behavior depending on the title you're playing 
and the more people that play these titles and the temperature can be checked at various points inside of the PlayStation, those optimizations can take place and roll out via updates. Mm. So they will know a section of a game is about to get hot. A game profile. There you go. And yeah. so now all of a sudden, the fans start spinning up, maybe even a little in advance. It starts to recognize, okay, I know what's about to take place over here. I'm going to do a little thing, and then I can chill back out. I'm guessing they're doing this to um, optimize, like, you know, their performance so it doesn't burn out the chip or something in the long scheme of things. Absolutely. Or the, or so the fan's not running unnecessarily, creating noise. Although I know they say, okay, we did all kinds of things to make it quiet. It's so that you are, uh, yes, maximizing performance while uh, not overdoing it with the cooling mm. as well, right? Because that's that's another thing. When, when you don't need the thing to be running full blast, you don't want that either. Yeah. So various games will be released in the future and data on the APU's behavior in each game will be collected. We have, we have a plan to optimize the fan control based on this data. Multiple temperature sensors are placed on a console's main board to collect data while the APU runs any given game. Then that data is what will allow Sony to optimize the fan going forward on a per game basis, per game cooling. That's pretty intelligent. Mm -hmm. Are you happy about that? Oh yeah. You don't seem very happy about that. I am. Would you call I it lovely? Cool. Would you consider it lovely? Uh, it's partway there. It's almost lovely. Cool. Shout out to Sony. I like smart cooling. Uh, one more Sony story here. We had a PlayStation 5 controller pass through the FCC. And I think we talked about this previously, but I, I guess we're getting a better look at it here. It is lacking the typical markings, but it's also not done in the official PlayStation color that's going to be coming out. So obviously there was a lot of noise made initially about the PlayStation being white, that Stormtrooper look with black accents as opposed to black. Mm. And uh, this controller is done in black, actually, if you scroll down. This was uh, posted, I guess, originally on Twitter. And we have the black version of the controller shown from more angles than ever before, including with the faceplate popped off and the inside and, and all the rest of it. Now, why would this be making news? Why would this be coming through the FCC currently? That's a bit curious because uh, this could be uh, obviously a prototype, but you would assume we, that, that that would have been done at an earlier stage. Hmm. Maybe it's just old images that, that haven't been released until now. Maybe it's a rehash of the original prototype. Maybe there's more testing that's being done. Maybe it's a modified version in some other way. But of course, it does bring us back to the conversation about the design choice to make the the console white and whether or not they should have done it in black and sort of how the motif would all come together mm -hmm. if it were black. So it, it's very Batman. That it controller, is, yeah, the shape of it, the shape, and when you see it in black, it it goes from Stormtrooper to Batman instantaneously. And the other cool thing about this, uh, getting access to these images, is even if this just is a prototype, you have to believe that at some point Sony will do a special edition in some type of black. Mm. And so now this gives you a taste of what your eventual stealth black PlayStation 5 is going to look like. Look like. Uh, also in the special edition category, we have a OnePlus 8T Cyberpunk 2077 version coming out. Mm. A collaboration, if you will. You know, in the past... OnePlus, they've done these collabs with 
uh, various companies. I mean, they did Marvel. They had a McLaren partnership for a while as well. So uh, with all the emphasis on gaming recently, this is kind of an interesting one. Cyberpunk 2077 getting a lot of attention. Highly anticipated. With the and they got all the yellow stuff going on. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the yellow stuff. I mean, let's be honest here. It's a bright yellow they're working with. Yeah. And the branding, and so that is your glimpse. Look at that. All you have is the yellow edge around the outside. It's it's a lot of speculation and curiosity still. However, they did release a little uh, teaser video about the collab with a ringing phone. And, uh, of course, it's cryptic. It's Cyberpunk 2077. It's gaming in 2020. If it ain't cryptic, no one's playing it. Mm -hmm. So this is how you do these. It's like the security camera points at a desk. There's a phone ringing. That's your OnePlus device. OnePlus loves it. Uh, anyways, this is going on, on sale soon. Apparently, the Cyberpunk 2077 version of the OnePlus 8T will go up on pre-sale starting November 4th, which is actually just a few weeks ahead of the November 19th launch of the actual game, which I know you're very excited for. Mm -hmm. So this could be interesting for super fans of the game. It could be interesting just from a styling standpoint or the smartphone collector types that like the special editions, which tend to be limited. Mm -hmm. Probably will have a cool unboxing experience. Yeah. One plus where you at. Yeah, I remember the Star Wars one was really cool. They had the hologram and everything. Very cool. So I hope they knock it out of the park on the unboxing experience, and I hope I get it soon so I can show that off to you. Uh, they have teamed up. What do they say here? During the phone's announcement, OnePlus CEO Pete Lau said that its design took a high level of coordination with the CD Project Red team. And he'll be revealing more details in, in two weeks. So apparently they involved the actual team behind the game so it's they're gonna have some input over what the phone looks like so that's all very exciting cool combination of uh two worlds oh also you know what they what they're probably gonna do is some sort of gaming features on the phone yeah i would assume some of the game mode the ui could all i mean it's a software development company yeah i'm just curious maybe they can do things in the ui i know in the past they kind of skinned it a little bit Mm -hmm. Maybe on the software side, there's some cool stuff they can do as well. We'll have to wait and see. You sent me this one uh, about Tesla. So Tesla has slashed its used car warranty, which I was unaware they had such a comprehensive used car warranty. But uh, apparently Tesla's been cutting back a little bit or at least uh, streamlining or trimming down its approach. They uh, recently got rid of their seven-day return policy. They had a no questions asked. You don't like the car, just say no. Try bye bye. It before you buy, kind of. Kind of, almost. I mean, yeah. a no questions asked return policy on a really expensive car like that seems really risky, but they actually had it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so a lot of people, Tesla owners, they would love to, to talk about it because they'd say, you know, name another car manufacturer going to let you do that. Yeah, there's confidence there. They could, exactly. They could say, Tesla's the best that lets you try for seven days because they know you'll keep it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But as well, at the same time, well, I feel maybe in the early days of Tesla where it felt like a real privilege to have one of those before yeah. you saw them all over the streets, mm -hmm. then then that would have been a point of pride. Whereas years later, these cars are mostly the same and you can see a lot of people taking a seven-day joyride. Mm -hmm. So they don't want that either. But anyway, they recently canceled that. Then they do this. And so you got... Uh, websites like Electrek that are a little bit critical of these decisions only because they've been perks. Not because they're an industry expectation, but because they have been perks. They previously had 
a two to four year warranty on used Model S's and Model X's. Uh, two to four years mm -hmm. warranty is kind of unheard of in the business on a used car coming from the original maker. Yes. Not an extra. And it was whichever came first, four years or 50,000 miles, to be clear. So you couldn't just do some unlimited miles on it. But anyway, they updated it now. It's uh, simply one year. Instead of getting a two to four year warranty, you now get one year or 10,000 miles as compared to up to four years, 50,000 miles. And again, this is on used vehicles and this warranty starts after the initial vehicle purchase warranty has expired. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how much Tesla fans care about this, but uh, you know, in the EV space, obviously Tesla gets the majority of the attention. And in many ways, they kind of set the trends. Yes. And in many ways, they were kind of, well, bucking the traditional automaker trend by doing these kind of absurd, unusual things like a seven-day trial. And so they lose some of their uh, some of the novelty, yeah, in in uh, removing these programs. Uh, however, again, I think it's important to note that it's not like other automakers are letting you do this, and it may have been on the plans from the very beginning that mm -hmm. hey, we can't do this forever. Yeah, but as a sort of marketing component to get the vehicle out there when we need to. But uh, anyway, yeah, so that's a change for Teslas. This is the last story of the day. It's a bit of a departure. It's a, it's a funny story that was making the rounds. I saw it on Twitter. I saw TMZ talking about it. Of course, it's here on Fox. Asteroid could strike Earth day prior to election. Mm. And it's funny to me that this just makes the rounds and picks up steam because I read the article, right? I go, I go look at it, and then it's, of course, as you get further down the article, they're like, yeah, this is not a big deal, right? Mm. Yeah, there, there, there could be this really tiny uh, uh, asteroid that's going to break up in the, once it hits the atmosphere type of thing. It's just the headline that gets But you. it's the headline, and, and it gets me thinking about headline analysis and, and why the world likes this story or clicks this story right now. There is something about the correlation between the upcoming election and an asteroidal impact. It's mm -hmm. almost like a subconscious connection. Yeah, that's 2020. Yes, but the but all but luck. also just also that there's a clash, right? An election is a clash. Hmm. It's two things colliding, and then somehow the the idea that it could all be disrupted or that some bigger collision could take place. I don't. It's just kind of there's a weird psychology there. Even when I read it, I'm like, people get so worked up about this upcoming election. People are all worked up. I mean, I'm sure you feel it, mm -hmm. and. Our human problems feel so large and impossible to overcome. But at the same time, it's like, what's that asteroid? There's up there? these rocks floating it, around that at any time could collide us? with Earth and completely end and evaporate all those what what would eventually seem minuscule human problems. Like it's this weird contrast between our tunnel vision yeah. when it comes to the self-centeredness of the human being and the, the human being, the human experience, let's say, and then the contrast against space and how, and, and rocks and yeah. how little they probably care. Well, yeah. they don't care at all, do they? No. They just no. float. Yeah. So anyway, to, to be clear, I am not to scare anyone here. I got to give you the actual uh, details. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. It may buzz cut earth on November 2nd the buzz cut. Love that. What does that mean? 
But then, uh, by the way, Neil deGrasse Tyson was the one who was uh, letting everybody know about it. He added that the flying object is nothing to lose sleep over. It's not big enough to cause harm. Uh, so if the world ends in 2020, it won't be the fault of the universe. There's his his take on it saying us little humans actually have the potential to cause bigger problems at the moment than mm-hmm. those rocks, which are, thank goodness, floating elsewhere for the time being. Mm-hmm. It currently has a 0.41% chance of entering our planet's atmosphere and if it did, it would likely disintegrate due to its extreme, extremely small size. So you have that piece at the end of the article, and yet the article still persists and shows up in my feed from multiple sources. And I, so I think there's some weird psychological connection to where the status of our minds are in the social media age, in the age of 2020, in the age of catastrophe where anything is possible and collisions are expected. 